FreshBooks makes ridiculously easy cloud accounting software that's completely transformed how 5 million small business owners deal with their day-to-day paperwork. FreshBooks has basically taken all the really annoying admin tasks you hate doing and turned them into simple, intuitive, and dare I say, even enjoyable moments. For a 30-day unrestricted free trial, go to freshbooks.com money and enter Listen Money Matters in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Hey, what's going on, everybody, and welcome to Listen Money Matters, automated passive index fund investing rules everything around me. My name is Thomas, and I'm here, as always, with my good friend, Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and are you still nursing that coffee beer from last week? No. No? <laughs> it usually <laughs> takes me about seven days to finish a beer, but this time, I, I totally chugged it, and uh, I just have <laughs> a Rogue Honey Kolsch. Uh, it's like it's like the easiest drinking beer possibly ever. Okay, it's a German style ale brewed with hop yard honey. Is it like a Hefeweizen or mm, along those lines? It's it's uh, very smooth, super smooth. It's like almost not beer. Okay. Oh, okay. So is it almost like a shandy? closer to that but i almost feel like shandies have a more intense flavor it's like pretty this is so like, it's like real smooth real kind of subdued yeah not like hit you in the face with fruit like hey we're gonna mix grape soda with beer exactly this is like when you're drinking more than one beer over the course of seven days you got the second one's got to be easy <laughs> you know handling more than one beer over seven days that's tough building on my tolerance you gotta have quite the tolerance for that I'm just drinking an orange LaCroix. Ooh. You you always talk about your LaCroix, and I always wondered in what quantities do you buy them in? Um, they have, Yeah, they have can, uh, packs of eight and then packs of 12, and that's all the traditional flavors. I think the packs of eight are like mixed flavors, weird like melon, kiwi things, and they have nicer branding and nicer everything. But Now, do you go expensive. out? And buy them from a store and carry them home, or does Amazon yeah. like airlift them into your? I carry them home. Mm. I don't have a drone delivering me in my weird carbonated water, <laughs> dude. So I, I had um, like a sore throat, earache thing a few weeks back, and I went to this urgent care mm-hmm. uh, by my apartment, and I was talking to the doctor, and I swear I didn't bring up anything related to money, or maybe I mentioned he asked me what I did, or somehow everyone that I talked to, I. I wind up talking about money and it's like becoming less and less me trying and it just happens. But we were talking about it and this doctor owns the urgent care and he has two other locations, another one in Hoboken and like one in the city or something. And he lives paycheck to paycheck. Like he has no savings. Um, you know, he's counting on his parents, like leaving him money. And that's kind of like his, his wealth. He's counting on his parents. Leaving him money. They, they paid for his I college. I thought that like, kids know. were supposed to leave their parents money eventually. Mm. You'd think, so I, right? Or, or I mean, I don't, I don't want that to happen to me, but yeah, that's a terrible retirement strategy. You know, also, I got to say, Andrew, hmm. you, if you don't want to talk about money with people everywhere you go, you just got to keep, you stop wearing that ask me about my money shirt. <laughs> that's our t-shirt design. Oh my God. Ask gosh. me about my money. There you go. I, w- I bet you a million people would love to wear that and have people strike up awkward conversations about their assets and, <laughs> <laughs> and ask me about my yes. assets. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> That's brilliant. All right. Oh All right, my we're god. That's the t-shirt. Putting it in writing. Oh man. Dude, done. So check this out. Okay. Um NYU finds that over 70 million Americans live in families they describe as wealthy hand-to-mouth households. They're families that own assets such as homes, cars, retirement plans, and even boats, yet spend virtually every dollar of their regular income because it's necessary to pay all the bills they've racked up. So roughly one in four people are living paycheck to paycheck. And these aren't people on like welfare, you know, the really hard go at it. These are like people who are like doctors, like the one we went to in Hoboken. So paycheck to paycheck, meaning you probably wouldn't die or end up in a poor house if you had an emergency, but you would probably lose a lot of what you have. And that actually reminds me of an article that I read a while ago. Um, It was, what was it called? Oh, the secret shame of middle-class Americans. It was a very similar thing where it was saying middle-class Americans, there was a federal reserve survey and 47% of the respondents said they could not handle $400 emergency. Mm, that's without having to borrow or sell something. That's ridiculous, especially on the heels that we're talking about like dollar cost averaging 500 a month. I mean, yeah. th- these are like two different these people don't know each other. The one that can't come up with 400 total and yeah. the one who's doing this on a monthly basis. Right. So I guess we have kind of two camps here in in this whole paycheck to paycheck camp. There's like people who are actually in poverty, Mm. you know, and um, I was I was having a long discussion about that with Martin the other day where he was saying you basically like one fuck up. One thing going wrong can just destroy your life Mm. Uh, because like one example that we heard of was a guy who um, his his car got flooded and that one thing was not covered in the insurance. And it was a new car. So and it went all, he basically came down like owed, a house of cards. Yeah, like $20,000 on the car. Mm. The insurance company wouldn't cover that one damage thing total the car, right? Can't get and now work. he can't get to work. And now you can't make money. So all these things, you know, sort of stack onto each other. It can become a trap. Uh, but there's another scenario, which is the one I think you're alluding to here, where people get themselves into a position where it's hard to maintain non-essential things. And now they're living paycheck to paycheck. And, and they're stuck. And they, and they know that they're stuck. And they want to become unstuck. Obviously, mm-hmm. build wealth, retire, whatever. But it's like this vicious cycle yeah. where, you know, the just the payments on your debt become so high. And so I really want there to be two, maybe <clears throat> three takeaways from this. I want to step outside of, like, the cost-income mindset and think for a moment on, like, what we'll gain from breaking the cycle. I want to determine the root causes, what's happening, right? And I want to I want to provide some clear steps on how to get out of the tailspin. And I think that it really is going to not be that hard. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. I think the benefits are pretty clear, though. Mm. Uh, for one, being able to handle a $400 emergency would be nice. Yeah. yeah that, that would be definitely a nice thing. Um, I think the, one of the things that keeps people in this cycle and I hear this a lot is just random crap keeps coming up. Mm. You know, this month it's a medical expense. Next month we've got two birthdays coming up. I was actually just going to say there's birthdays, weddings. Yeah. And, um, 
there's a really sad thing I, I discovered last night. There's a subreddit on reddit.com called r slash assistance. And it, it's just people like asking for money, basically. And um, a lot of them are just saying things like, hey, uh, we our car broke down. We have to buy four new tires and a new muffler. And uh, my brother's birthday is next month. And two months from now, there's a graduation. You know, there's, there's all these expensive things that come up and you can feel like you're stuck because any little extra amount you make that doesn't cover your bare essentials seems to get sucked away by these things. But this is there's a saying out there mm. uh, never waste a good crisis right a crisis is the thing that gets people to change it yes. gets people to react it shakes things up right so these little events that happen those are the things that stick in your mind mm. right it's like that uh, confirmation bias and I would bet that for a certain proportion of people who feel like this is the a perpetual cycle for them there's not always every single month something going on Mm. And when, you know, there's the calm in between storms, they're not thinking about a big expense coming up. They're thinking, man, I finally got a break from that big expense. And maybe they treat themselves. Maybe they let themselves spend a little extra that month. And, you know, it's totally understandable. But if you do have those breaks, those periods of time where there's a month where you do have a little bit of a surplus, that's that's the money you use to start breaking the cycle. So. I think that's one of the the core pieces is if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you literally need one month of just chilling out and not, you know, just getting yourself off of that, saving money, and then you have a buffer, right? Mm -hmm. So so if you're like on the wire, uh, it's not going to take that much to get you off the wire, you know? Um, and I think the first thing you need to do is, like Doug McCormick said um, in the Family Inc. episode we did, mm. you need to sit down and do just a big overview of your financial status, every aspect of it. And then I think you need to spend a month tracking your transactions. And that's what Martin has been doing. He has a little tiny notebook that he keeps in his pocket. And every single time he buys something, right then and there, he writes it down. And he also has a big Google spreadsheet where he's got I can't, I can't remember the exact setup. It's kind of weird, but he's got uh, categories, I think. So it's, mm. you know, bills, and he's got groceries, and then he's got uh, savings and something else. And he does it all So he's hand, tracking. Or? He's doing this completely manually, yeah. Mm. He's tracking, you know, what proportion of my money goes to groceries? What proportion of my money goes to other things, gifts and stuff? And he started, excuse me, to notice little expenses that he wasn't noticing before. And I would say that... Right now, Martin probably views himself as close to that paycheck to paycheck style because he had a couple of medical expenses and then his sister graduated high school. So he wanted to buy a grad present. So, you know, the past few months has been kind of stressful in that regard. And that was his way of reacting to it is I'm going to manually track everything so I can pinpoint exactly where money's going that doesn't need to be going. I like that. Yeah. You and know, that's, uh, his way of climbing out. Um, and I want to dive into the details, but I think one like high level thing, um, and I think we maybe did an episode on this or have talked on it, this whole like prosperity mindset, right? Like this dollar that you earn today is not going to be your last dollar, right? So right. You, know, you can invest it and also, you know, that goes the other way. You could spend it, um, you know, and then as like you, you feel rich, or whatever the feeling is that makes you spend up into the limit, you, you, I don't know what the 
contrasting mindset of the prosperity mindset is? Um, I forget what we called it because we did an episode on this. But it's like it's like the the focused on losses. Yeah, and you know, I, what I th- can happen? What's what's going to happen? You know, the, more of a fear based mindset. Uh, I'm afraid all this will happen, so I save. And I think the thing is, like, when your mind is there and you're trying to be paycheck to paycheck, like you can't move forward. You can't do better. You can't start a business, invest, whatever, because like your your mind is screwing itself. So. Uh, getting you off this will will get you into like this prosperity mindset where like you're not going to fear for tomorrow. Yeah. So I want to talk on this. Hmm. We, I think we have to make those two separate camps kind of here. Like we have to reestablish this. We've got the people who have gotten themselves into a paycheck to paycheck situation because of too much overhead. Okay. So let's talk about that first. Mm Mm-hmm. You're in a situation where you can make some sacrifices. If you have a boat and you're living paycheck to paycheck, there's your clear solution, right? If you can't increase your career capital, you can't increase what's coming in, then you need to get rid of the thing. But one thing I've been thinking about, um, every single time I hear about somebody getting laid off from their job, having an outdated skill set and not being able to to find employment and then losing their house or losing everything, Mm. it makes me think about right back to what Doug McCormick was saying, your family is an asset, is a business, labor is an asset. And the problem is, as you get older, you as an asset are atrophying unless you don't, unless you do something about it. Because you're getting older, so you're less attracted to employers in certain cases just because their ageism is a thing. Mm. And if you're doing the same thing at work every day, you're providing value to your employer, but you're not learning new skills. You're not becoming more adaptable. And if you're, work, if you're working with systems that are getting older every single day, then there's a likelihood that 10 years down the road you get so canned. I agree and now you, you know all this stuff. I think that like uh, when you're paycheck to paycheck, like you're, you're not even at the point of being able to invest in yourself or your skill set. I think you are. And that's why I'm saying we. I, that's why I'm saying there needs to be a separation here. Because I, so if, you're, if you're paycheck well, to paycheck like, and you're you're like relatively affluent paycheck to paycheck, like we say wealthy hand to mouth, then uh, you I mean to, in like, both cases you want to think about that. But on, on the wealthy end, say like you're reaching your peak of income or or getting more income is not part of it. I think mm-hmm. the like the, the immediate solution is a crash savings plan, like just. Yeah. Like for 30 days, just stop. Your brother is graduating and you need to get him a gift. Don't get him a gift. He's your brother. He's not going to hate you forever. Explain Mm -hmm. yourself. You know, part of it, I think, is like if you just admitted, like, you know, say, Thomas, you are my brother. I mean, you're you're basically like my Skype brother. Um, I'm your scudder. You're my scudder. I'm just like. That sounds like a dirty word. Thomas, congratulations <laughs> on graduating. I love you. You're amazing. I know you worked really hard on it. I fucked my finances up, and I've been hiding it for months. It feels great mm. to get it off my chest. I want to get you an awesome gift, but I can't. I just can't. I will get you something cool in a random month in the future, and I'll surprise you, um, and it'll be totally up to what you'd expect from me. But this yeah. month, like, I need to be able to feed my wife. So I guess one thing that we can establish as a, you know, kind of a concrete piece of advice here is 
let go of your pride. Yes. And a friend of mine was telling me about that where, you know, someone in his family is just so prideful that he doesn't seek out help. Mm. And the lack of communication that pridefulness can bring can really get you into a bad situation. So maybe that is the first, the first step is communicate with the people that you know, you might buy gifts for or something or just people in your family that I'm not right in the right situation right now. I can't, you know, go to that family vacation or I can't buy that graduation present right now. I'm sorry. And if you let go of that pride, that's the first step to helping people understand your situation, but also you're opening up extra avenues for improvement that you probably wouldn't have considered before. And to that line, like, it's like, why wouldn't you bring it up? And it's like, well, I don't know. They're going to judge me. They're going to judge me because I made stupid decisions, uh, because I'm living above my means and that's dumb or whatever the thing is. And guess what? Like, they, they see the things you're buying and they know the job you have and they're probably already judging you. And people are going to yeah. judge you about things all across your life, no matter what, right? But if you get in front of it and you own it, like, and you, and you don't let their judgments like affect you. Like they think you're stupid. Well, guess what? I, you were stupid. So, yeah. so now you're at least in agreement, but the benefit that you can get is they may have some ideas. They may even want to, if you're like so forthcoming, they may extend an olive branch and help you. Yeah. Actually, one of the things I've learned is that almost universally, if you do get out in front of your mistakes and you end up to them, people respect that. Yeah, you're going to become closer with your mm-hmm. family, your friends. And a lot of times they'll be able to empathize mm. and they'll have similar situations. Look, that's like the mindset piece. I want to get into like actual actionable steps you could take okay. in a scenario where you can't earn more. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's this guy, you might remember him. His name was Matt. Jivanese. <laughs> he was he was a big fan of the 30 day list. I think it's an awesome idea. Oh yeah. Your brother's graduation gift, 30 day list. Uh-huh. You know, uh you you stop drinking alcohol and you're saving like hundred fifty dollars a month. Alcohol, that could go on your 30 day list, right? You don't need that this month. That's true. Especially if you're paycheck to paycheck. Honestly, never need it. Yeah. But that's a big thing. And see, I keep thinking of all these little like expenses like alcohol and things and i'm like oh, okay i have this this ideal not ideal but stereotypical picture of the paycheck to paycheck person in my mind and they're buying just the bare essentials they're on food stamps they're buying only potatoes and rice that's it but when i think to the people who i know in my life who i would define as paycheck to paycheck people uh who owe people money or need a, have been saying they need to pay for something I can think of specific people who get their paycheck and then they go out and buy a handle of vodka. Mm. So I guess that, I guess that it all comes down to we're all human. We're all fallible. We're not the stereotypical and or ideal picture. And it is valuable to say that because there probably is something that you may be buying maybe out of habit that is keeping you in that cycle. And, and I think like, uh, Everyone's looking, or I think it's like the most obvious place to look is the stuff that you're spending. And it's like, well, don't buy ice cream. Like, obviously, thanks, mm-hmm. Andrew. Like, I know I don't need ice cream. But I think where people don't look often, we've spoken about it a lot, and I don't even think that we could speak about it enough, is in many of these cases, your biggest expense is your debt. You've built up all these this credit card yeah. debt or you know, your, your student loan debt. And so just the payments 
on your debt and the interest on your debt is insane. Right. Um, did you know, like, do you know that you can get cheaper debt? So yeah, if you you're can. paying credit card interest, I'm sorry, but you're being an idiot right now. And it's not because, yeah, you built up credit card debt and, and that's stupid, but you could refinance that debt. Well, I mean, they might not be being an idiot. Look, they might just be ignorant of the other options. Okay, so look, here so we if, are to present them. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm going to be honest. If you if you have such so much on your credit card, you can't pay it off in a month. That's dumb. Right. But but they but you know that <laughs> you yeah. had that once. But now if you're paying interest to the credit card company, it's doubly dumb. Yeah. And so um, we won't have to get into percents and all of whatever. But credit card company is probably charging you 20 percent. Like on average for interest, if you here we go getting into percents, huh? <laughs> here we go getting into percents. Percents, not to like into percents or anything, but twenty percent. We're not going to do any decimal points, is what I'm trying to say. Like twenty point five percent. Now, um, you can go on in your web browser, go to lendingclub.com or prosper.com. We we use Lending Club. I've used it personally. I know it's good. Um, you can get, so say you have a $10,000 credit card bill. You go to Lending Club, you get a loan out for $10,000, and the interest rate is 9%. Say it's 10%. That's half the cost of your credit card debt. So you take the Lending Club loan, take all the money, you put it 100% into your credit card bill, you pay that off, Boom. and now your interest costs are halved, and all you did was mm -hmm. fill out some paperwork. It took you an hour of time. Knowledge is power. If you're an entrepreneur who's not on top of your business finances, you need a good dose of FreshBooks in your life. FreshBooks is the ridiculously easy cloud accounting software made specifically for small business owners who need to find a better way to deal with their paperwork. You could link up your credit and debit card so next time you expense that business lunch or tank of gas, it'll show up automatically in your FreshBooks account. If you've got multiple projects running simultaneously, FreshBooks keeps all your cash flow details in one place. That means you'll always know what invoices you sent, when you sent them, and which clients still need to pay. You can even track your time either from your phone or your desktop. This way you always know what work you did, when you did it, and who you did it for. For a 30-day unrestricted free trial, go to freshbooks.com money and enter Listen Money Matters in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Okay, so some people... Uh, we're getting into the other camp where you're literally hand to mouth. You're actually in poverty. You know, this is a shitty situation. Um, let's take the scenario where a person has horrible credit, can't refi their debt because they can't get a loan. Mm. Uh, and they have so much debt that they could never feasibly pay it off ever. Mm. Someone would need to save them. So obviously, what's the answer? Bankruptcy, chapter seven. But... And I've heard of the cases like this where people are like, I've been told that it costs $2,000 to file for bankruptcy. I literally can't afford to bankrupt my debt because, <laughs> and so they, that's what they've been told, right? Cost $2,000 to bankrupt your debt. They, that gets shut down in their head. So let me just put the information out here. So maybe if you're listening to this and you are in that situation or you know someone in that situation, more likely that $2,000 is what you are likely going to pay an attorney to file the bankruptcy paperwork for you. But 
you can actually buy for like the cost of like 30 bucks. You can buy a book that will take you step by step through every single process of filling out the, the bankruptcy paperwork yourself. So you could do that for the cost of what the book costs, 30 bucks. Um, there's like a, usually a filing fee that could be like $25. But if you make uh, below a certain amount of money per year, which is dependent on how many kids you have, that will be waived. So almost every fee could be waived depending on what if your you financial just do the damn work. is. If you do the work yourself, if you maybe have a family member who's really detail oriented, who could help you through it yourself, you know, so that's what dads are for. And, and, and insert, moms, some moms. Too. Yeah. Right. Or, you know, some nerdy son or something like that. You know, Oh, Hey Jason, you did your own taxes once. Could you help me bankrupt my debt? You know, obviously getting over the pride thing again. And, um, some cities do even have free bankruptcy clinics. So you can look at that. So basically like if you're in the situation where you're like, fuck, I want to bankrupt my debt, but I can't, um, Google free bankruptcy, your city, see what the options are. You may find a clinic, you may find a NOLO page, which will just give you all the details on what it actually costs and what you can do. When you have that information, then you can use it. And to, to even build further on that, um, if you're about to declare bankruptcy, do you know who that really scares? All the people who you owe money to. And so, um, and I've, I've, people have emailed us this and I've read plenty of stories where if you go to your credit card company or your, your mortgage company or pretty much anyone you owe money to and you're like, I am going to declare bankruptcy. I can't pay this anymore. Is there anything you can do? They, they will do stuff for you. They will put you on a payment plan. They will reduce your interest rate. If you just call them and ask to reduce your interest rate, they'll do it. Matt even recorded yeah. a video where you literally called them up and they just did it. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, I mean, you'd be surprised what you'd get if you'd ask. So one, like you can get your interest rates reduced for sure. And you could call up your credit card companies, go to the collections department and be like, I'm going to declare bankruptcy. I'm not going to pay you anything mm -hmm. or, or let's work together. And you don't even have to yeah. talk to them like that. Just be like, I can't make my payment help. Yeah, just and just be candid about it. You don't have to be a jerk about it. Just be like, hey, I I'm, I will not be able to pay this, so my options are bankruptcy or hopefully we can work something out so I don't have to do bankruptcy. Yeah, and you, you, you know? approach it like you want to. I mean, obviously, <clears throat> uh, look, declaring bankruptcy, I'm sure it feels great because you have no debt, but then you can't do you like, can't, anything. Yeah, you can't like do it again years. for seven years. Your credit's screwed for seven years. So don't, you know, don't lord around bankruptcy like a weapon mm. because it... It is a weapon with a heck of a kick, yeah. but, I, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it is an option. And on the note with negotiating with your, with your creditors, you can call up other places that you're paying monthly for. Uh, I know Kristen Wong has a video where I think she calls up her cable provider and she's like, Hey, can I pay less for cable and internet and negotiates her rate down and businesses are in like, the business yeah. of keeping customers hmm. and they're not going to advertise a lower rate, but I can't tell you how many monthly things I've quit or on the cancellation page. They're like, wait, don't go. We'll give you half off. You yeah. know, like if you, if you try to quit audible, they'll give you uh, less, uh, a lower monthly rate or something for a certain amount of time. And there was something else I quit recently that did the same thing. Uh, I think I actually still quit it, but a lot of these things. Like, so that's the thing. Because acquiring that's what going you as back a customer to, is more expensive than keeping you. Yeah. Cost of acquisition is huge. Mm. And cost of retaining, you know, even if the your monthly recurring revenue for a customer is lower, you still have the customer. It's mm. better than zero. 
and you're not advertising to the rest of your customer base that they're paying less. So unless they have like 5 million Twitter followers, they're not going to do any damage to your business by paying less. And the irony is like, so you're, you're saying right now that if you fake cancel Audible, and I actually saw it because I, I signed up canceled and mm-hmm. they try and keep you, like half the people who have Audible who are listening probably won't even do it because it takes work. So they don't even care. Yeah. Like they, they'd rather just keep you. So, okay. So one, reduce the cost of your debts, negotiate that stuff, or just use something like Lending Club and refinance it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I think like to go maybe towards like the obvious realm, but like what do you actually need to spend your money on and how much of what you're spending your money on is, is non-essentials? Do you yeah. even know what essential means? Like be honest with yourself. Yeah, exactly. So, and again, I don't want to make light of people who live paycheck to paycheck because there's an incredibly wide breadth of different situations within that whole topic. Mm. And some people are really, truly in a really tough situation, you know, like multiple dependents, uh, other things that could be going wrong. So I don't want to make it sound like we're just sitting on some ivory tower being like, you can get out of the paycheck to paycheck life cycle in two months. If you just use these four tips, like that's obviously not going to work for everyone. But I think these principles, there's probably a nugget of usefulness for everyone in them. You know, you know what I think is interesting is you, I think everyone listening has had like a time in their life that just sucked or was really hard or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you remember it, but you're really not, that affected by it now and or if you are over time it becomes less and i think like the pain of of just sucking up this month and i don't know like saying no to a lot of things um it's gonna be tough this month for sure but in three months from now you're not even remember like the pain that you had to go through um but it gave you potentially the breathing room you know to, to go forward and not be paycheck to paycheck yeah I guess one one little caveat I put onto this is don't sacrifice your health Mm. because I know a lot of people do this. You know, I need to save money. I'm just gonna, uh, this wound only looks half festered. I'll just, I'll just let it be and it'll probably get better. Mm. You know, your health is your biggest asset and it is the thing that is going to allow you to keep working in the future. So when you're cutting things, if you need to get something taken care of, get it taken care of as much as it sucks to pay. And as much as our healthcare system sucks, it's better than the alternative. So I was telling Laura that we were doing this episode and I was like, Hey, like, can you help me like come up with some like cool ideas? And, uh, she found this thing online. It's called the half normal challenge. Okay. And so say like the normal person spends $300 a month on food. Like the mm. challenge is to be half normal and like just okay. spend like 150 a month on food. And like just do it for a month. I mean, maybe you could do it for more. Yeah. Maybe you don't need, you know, cr- crystal ice or crystal light or what is that thing that you <laughs> Yeah, with? crystal light. Yep. Crystal light. Like I don't know, like uh more paying for LaCroix. LaCroix. I could just drink water. I budgeted half. <laughs> Um, and the bubbles, man, mm, half the bubbles, dude, half the bubbles, <laughs> get your can of LaCroix, open it and then water it down. <laughs> <laughs> That's just going to go flat. I might as well have water at that point. <laughs> it's a little better than water. A little bit better. Half flat LaCroix. Mm, so good. 
Ah, and so so one other thing I did want to cover in like that realm of things is often like you get caught in this trap where it's like you get paid and then your bills are due, but the money is gone in between that period because just mm. shit happens. Your the date that your bills are due are your choice. You could Oh yeah. You could go online or call them and if your bills due on the 16th and that doesn't work for you and you want on the 1st or maybe it's on the 1st and that's when your rent payments due and you mm-hmm. want on the 16th or the 23rd or whatever your schedule is, they will change it for you. And then yeah. you could have your bill, you could pay your bill like your rent that's important. And then I don't know, like maybe the cell phone waits a month or something. But, yeah, and you I mean you could switch your cell phone, like go over to Ting. It's like so much cheaper. Cricket. Or Cricket or Republic. I know they have like the Wi-Fi only plans. Um, and you can add on some cell minutes if you want. So you do mostly Wi-Fi. There's all these little things. One thing I've been thinking about, I think about this every time I go to the grocery store because there's probably five or six meals that Anna and I make. Mm. And a couple of them are pretty expensive because I buy salmon and we buy, you know, ravioli and stuff. Mm. And uh, when I try to think of other meals, my mind draws a blank. And if I were to just take an hour to sit down and research online, okay, what are some cheaper meals I could make? I would have a plan within an hour that would cut my grocery budget in half, potentially, if I wanted to do that. I think just habitual behavior that's more expensive than it needs to be keeps people in cycles because they don't take the time to sit down and ask the questions on how could I change this? Do I even need this Mm. kind of stuff? Or, you know, or would the company negotiate with me and charge me less on this? And on the meal piece, uh, if you're looking at, and that's a big spending area and you know, you can cut, Mm -hmm. um, there's a a site and I think like Jim Wang helps. He's been on the podcast with them. It's promote them or something. It's called $5 meals. Oh yeah. Um, and it's like recipes and they spell out everything that you need and how to do it. Um, yeah. And yeah, that also, uh, Oh, uh, I wanted, there's a specific page. I want to link you guys to mm. for meals then. Cause Martin and I did a podcast episode on how to eat cheaply and healthily and quickly. And maybe we can just link to that in the show notes, but there is a, here it is. Uh, let's see here. The actual poor student cookbook. It's just a gallery of images on Imgur, but he just has all these super cheap recommendations. So check those out as well. Good stuff. Now, I, I think um, that's definitely the harder side is, is the cutting of the cost side and, and mm-hmm. telling yourself no. Um, but unless like you're a doctor and you have like multiple locations or, or you know, you just earn a lot of money that like you can make more money. And I think you have to look at like, say you go to work and they pay you $15 an hour, right? So Mm -hmm. every hour that you're at home watching Netflix is like you're losing $15. So what if you put that time into something? Be like an Uber driver, a task rabbit. Yeah, or your wife is doing the... She's selling a Oh my God. Uh, So Laura wrote an article on it. She's building a whole business. It's like doing extremely well. She uh, has been like a thriftinista. So she goes to thrift stores. Thriftinista. She loves like, she just loved picking out the clothes for herself. Like she kind of loves like the hunt. And um, she has a good style. She has good taste. 
and people always compliment on it. And so she started going to the thrift store and finding things that are cool and selling them on this website called Poshmark, uh, P-O-S-H-M-A-R-K. Um, and so she buys like shirts for sometimes like a dollar, sometimes three dollars. And she sells them for like 20, 30. Sometimes she finds like boots. They'll be like $5 and they sell for like $50. Cause they're just yeah. the name. Br- it's ridiculous. The amount of profit she makes off of it. She spends one day a week going to the thrift store. I mean, a few hours that day. Boom. I'll throw a, uh, I'll throw a, a plug in. If you go to finderskeepers.com, that's her website where we're like slowly building into a thing. She's going to have like a course, blah, blah, blah. But you own finderskeepers.com. Oh, .co, .co. Okay. I was going to say, that sounds like, oh, wait, I put finderkeepers. <laughs> finderskeepers.co. I was going to say, finderskeepers.com seems like something that would have been registered back in the olden days. But look, you know, like 1842. It has a link to her Poshmark <laughs> page. Like, uh, you could subscribe. She's going to be creating courses and kind of like detailing all of her strategies, which take a surprising little amount of time. There's a cute picture of her kissing your cat. You, exactly. So if you want to see <laughs> Laura making out with Abby, that's that's a thing. Um, but like you said, also there's the Amazon episodes we just did recently. Yeah. Where, like you could literally be in Target find some like cocoa butter for a dollar on sale and then just chef sell it on Amazon like $5 or 20 or whatever retail yeah. arbitrage. So the way that I wanted to kind of wrap this whole discussion up is with up. the perception. Mm, tell me. Because I think for someone who's in a, a tough situation, they might be looking at, you know, maybe we're, we're talking from our situation. So maybe they're looking at our situation, maybe they're looking at somebody who's, you know, got it all figured out and they're thinking, man, it's impossible to get there. So don't think about that yet. You're making all these changes. You're making sacrifices. You're doing the half normal challenge or whatever. Just set a goal to get yourself to having one month's extra expenses. Hmm. That's where you want to get. And so you're going to make the all these five cuts. Months. Do it over the course of like one to two months. Yeah. Do it as Suck fast as possible. Up. How, yeah. How, you know, how much can you cut down to get to having an extra month's kind of buffer? So you're, you're no longer paycheck to paycheck. You've got at least one month's buffer. That's the only goal you need to think about now. Once you've hit that, I guarantee you the success of getting there is going to make you think towards the next step. Mm. And the next step, okay, now how do I get rid of my debt? How do I start investing? All of these cool things, but it's always starting with one, that first little step. Boom. Boom. Hashtag knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> God, knowledge. I got like really worked up there. I think um, I, I, miss some, I miss some of the basics. You? Oh, you miss doing the basics? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just miss yelling. It's I just want to yell about things. Pay off your debt. <laughs> I'm always I'm always worried about actually yelling because I don't want peaks in the audio. True. That would be unkind to our listeners. But I, I think like the maybe one of the biggest takeaways is like you need support. Yeah. You know, like to do it alone, that's a lot. And you're not a superhero. Thomas is not a superhero. Nope. I mean, well, he's like kind of like a super. I'm definitely not a superhero. Um get your family involved. Dude, get Get us involved. Email us. Thomas has like a college info geek Reddit board 
where like it's pretty awesome and people are talking like just go on there and like yell about stuff yeah go yell about stuff just, just get help boom all right guys i assuming i'm assuming that's the bow tied nice and pretty with little loops and everything it's got the stitching on the ribbon mm. everything you can buy that on poshmark that's right <laughs> we haven't read a review in a while so i'm gonna read a review on the show because i want you guys to go leave reviews for the show <laughs> look this is like but also i like this pay review. us pay us yeah in, in your feedback that, or or pay us because you I mean, do sell things yeah you could also pay us but i mean <laughs> leaving a review that that means a lot i mean taking the five minutes out of your day to tell us what you think we read all of them and yeah yeah do we have a page for how to leave reviews i have one i'm gonna say they they could <laughs> <laughs> on itunes I guess is what we're, we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, iTunes, Stitcher, in a while. Google Play. Mm-hmm. Um, Google Play has been very kind to us lately. But I wanted to read this review from I Love My Marine USMC uh, because they said these guys are honestly the funniest and most real hosts when it comes to the truth of money. No one likes talking about their finances, but at least with these guys, you can have a beer if you budget for it and get real useful information on how to get your finances straight. Brilliant and funny. They, <laughs> and I love how they stay on topic. okay calm down we've never stayed on topic (laughs) i don't think we do (laughs) so i have a problem with that but i will not be known as a person who stays on topic but thank you for the review thank you for the review anyway (laughs) we love you um i like staying off or not staying on topic i think it makes it more fun it's fun we we don't it's not like we're off topic we meander also if you if you really want to you know hook us up um, even if you don't listen to every episode, if you subscribe to the podcast, that helps us immensely. For every hundred subscribers, iTunes actually sends us a fancy bottle of port. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they, they have the wrong address. <laughs> it's my address. <laughs> you just don't get it. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to the end of this episode. If you want to find more cool resources, all of our favorite apps, books, that kind of stuff, You'll find those all over at listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox. You can also ask us questions. We are listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. And we also have a cool community full of lots of money nerds over at listenmoneymatters.com slash join. So that is all we got for this episode. We will see you in the next one. Later, dude. Tell your friends about this show. (laughs) Special thanks goes out to FreshBooks for sponsoring this episode. She works hard for the money. So hard for the money.